Blog Talk Radio. something? What do I share? Have people share it. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And we are live. Yeah. We're live over there? We're live. Hey everyone, this is David Jameson, Doctor of Natural Medicine. Again, Facebook Live and the Blog Talk Radio podcast, aka Doctor Truth. And I've got some good stuff for you today. And it, as always, it's not rehearsed, and I barely even look at it, so hang in there with me. But I should be giving you some really good information today. Thank you to everyone that's been sending in questions and watching and commenting. It's wonderful to see the, the response and the help that you're giving us. If you could do, if everyone watching this, if you could do us a favor and share this, 
If you could share these episodes and build this audience, it would really help because we'll get more questions. We'll get a broader spectrum of ideas and things to cover. So if you could right now hit that arrow, I think it is an arrow, isn't it? Some sort of arrow, mm -hmm. some share, or do they have to wait till after? You can share it mid-live. Oh, you can share it mid-live. Mm -hmm. I, I was told by my production crew. <laughs> anyway, but don't laugh, though. We are in the process of getting bids to build a... Uh, an actual broadcasting room with real equipment and a real movie camera. I guess that's what they would call it. But anyway, so sharing us, uh, sharing the broadcast would be wonderful. And remember, you can always watch this again, or you can go to Blog Talk Radio under Dr. Truth, and there's other episodes where I even have some interviews. And I will be adding some once everything calms down. And speaking of things calming down, I finally finished my very first cleanse and I'm taking it's not, I'm not going to claim that I made this up from scratch I've done so many different cleanses and fasts I'm basically pulling things together based on the North American lifestyle weather uh, the temperament of people that work in this region and everything like that oh I forgot to mention why are we starting early because we're bored <laughs> so we started early because we don't have anything else to do uh, so anyway, Dr. David's cleanse, first one. So I patterned it after a little bit of Dr. Christopher's juice cleanse and also some kitchery. And anyone watching, if you'd like this, all you have to do is send us an email at info at Blue Lotus Healing Center, and Meg will send it to you free, no charge. You're going to be at home anyway, more than likely. So it's a perfect time to be doing seasonal cleansing. Right now is the time that we would cleanse for cup of season, which is coming up, which is spring. So it's perfect timing. I'll give you the gist of it. It's going to be too much to just read it word for word, but it starts out with prune juice at 6.30 a.m. 7 o'clock at the top of the hour is 8 ounces of, of apple juice, and then at the bottom of the hour, 8 ounces of distilled water. You rotate that juice, water the entire day, add in some prune juice around lunchtime and dinner time, and that's it. Day number one is all juice. I've got more information in here, but I'm giving you just the, the basics. Day two, you do the same, same thing with the juice. But you get to add in some food. So the next day, you get oats with ghee in the morning, and you get kitchery for lunch and kitchery for dinner. We also have put gaps around the meals so that way we're not drinking around those times. And that's all spelled out. Also, we add in triphala and uh, prune juice before bed. Day three, do the same thing, but now we start, we, we move in ginger tea instead of apple juice and, and distilled water. And then we also add in some Ezekiel toast with, uh, with some uh, ghee if that's needed. And then there's little tips on how to reset yourself and how to make changes during the cleanse. And it's pretty neat because it, you can go on for a month if you'd like. First three days, you'll really get it going. If you go four or five, uh, very optimal. And the reason why I did it this way, day one is probably the most drastic. And most people aren't at work anyway, so it's a good time to be near your bathroom. But if when things turn back around, uh, that's the one you do like on a Saturday or Sunday. The rest of them are pretty easy. You're not going to really have much um, discomfort. But the good thing is the food that's been chosen and the way it's being administered is the food is actually cleansing. So we started out by really kicking the lymph into gear and get it flowing. And then we also use kitchery and oats to pull toxins from the body. So there you go. Dr. Dave's uh, cleanse. You're welcome to send us an email, and Meg will send it right out to you. And, oh, 
For those of you that don't know, I have an educational institute called Ohm Wellness Institute. Well, we have an educational institute. We have probably about 15 students right now that are active, and we uh, are ramping that up to really add a lot of information and make it more beneficial. We, we hear all the time that the healthcare system is being overwhelmed um, or that it is overwhelmed and there's issues with it. Well, what a better time to have a holistic health practitioner in your, in your family or in your group of friends or someone that can help out because after this has been done to us once, I don't think it's going to end. I think we're going to be put in this position more than more often than we know. So with that, I have also made final arrangements on a book, and it should be done by the end of the month. And I, the book is entitled, or entitled, the book is titled, Inside, I added Insider Secret, that's where I got in from, Insider Secrets, How to Become a Real Holistic Health Practitioner. And I'll go on to show where most educational uh, institutes in the holistic realm fail in that. And the main crux behind it is, is that Ohm Wellness Institute, we teach the people ex how to practice. I've met so many people in the holistic realm that go, well, I got all the theory, but I don't know what to do with it. So what we do is we actually teach holistic health practitioners, not holistic health theorists. So that's coming up. So we got any questions that show up on the screen? At all or anything? Not yet. Nope. Everything good on? Not, I'm talking to my cameraman now. <laughs> Everything good on the camera? Hey, okay. All right. Questions. First, I'll start out with my dear friend Allie. She always sends in two, and I like the way it's always. I think is it ever three? No. Nope. It's always two. It's always two. See, don't think I don't. I don't pay attention there, Allie. So first one. When and how should you use probiotics? Okay. That is a, a question. You need to prepare the bowel to receive the, the organisms. The, the, um, the probiotic is actually a living organism, and you want the probiotic, you want the um, microorganisms to colonize. You want them to make a home there. You don't want them just flush through. That's why, like, kombucha and, and uh, kefir, those, those aren't typically strong enough to colonize. So that's continually flushed out. So when you want to use probiotics, it's usually a system. First thing we do, like I always do, we clear the ama, increase and balance agni, then we clear the gut and the bowel, make sure it's functioning. And, and I know there's lots of keys on how your bowel is getting healthier based on like lack of smell. If there's no smell coming from you. That's a good sign. Um, things where uh, there's, there's no indigestion, there's no bloating. So you prepare the bowel for it, then you start using probiotics to colonize. And sometimes it's okay to just take a capsule, and sometimes it's, it's better to break that capsule open and put it in ghee and drink it with ginger tea or water. So it all depends on what's going on with a person. Say if they're in more congestive nature, you go about it one way versus, say, a dry butta situation. But First thing you do, prepare the gut. You do that by starting with the lymph, the digestion, and then you then you administer the probiotics. So does that sound good? Okay. Did I answer it thoroughly? Mm -hmm. I'm asking my crew right now. Good. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to help PCOS with a specific diet? And should we avoid coffee? I actually, just for the heck of it, I it's funny. When this question came in, I was on the computer, and I just was thinking, what is 
allopathic medicine, what do they do to treat this? And I, I became, I couldn't even, t- I can't even tell you how enraged I got when I saw it. It says that it cannot be prevented. That's criminal. They're telling people that you can't prevent this, but then in the next sentence it says that it's often found in people that are obese. Okay, well, let, let's, I think then there's, there's a prevention right there. So PCOS is typically a cuparoga, meaning it's found with an accumulation type because there's a uh, accumulation in a cyst, right? It's not a depletion. It's an accumulation. So what I've treated a few of these cases, not a lot, but there's because the way I practice, I don't look at the the symptoms that they bring in. I know modern medicine calls it a disease. We call it a symptom. So they bring in these symptoms. That just gives me a key to what's going on. So what we look to do is balance the body, and the body, if given the right information, can start fixing itself. Now, there's a way that we can block that, and that's with how we eat, how we think, how we live. So I'm not saying it's automatic. You don't just go to a holistic guy and and your PCOS will go away. But Specific diet, more than likely, it, it's more of a cupper type thing. So it's usually people that have more size and weight. So with a specific diet, yeah, there's probably something they're eating that's causing the accumulation. So a reducing diet, if they are um, heavier than they should be, would be called for. If not, then you have to look at how is it happening. A lot of times there's blockages in information. The information's not flowing which means like modern medicine refers to it as feedback loops. If the feedback loops aren't working, then things can not work correctly and accumulations take place or, or depletions. So avoiding coffee, more than likely it's not going to be a factor because if it's, if it's someone that does have a weight issue, then coffee is a stimulant and that's what they need. They need to be stimulated and they need to be, need to move. So, um, is it possible? Absolutely, it's possible. With diet, absolutely. Avoiding coffee at this point, not knowing who the person is, I would have to say, no, you don't necessarily have to avoid it, but I wouldn't become a maniac, you know, like three pots a day or anything like that. So thank you again, Allie, and I look forward to your two questions next week. Uh, what do white dots on the nails mean? That's definitely a metabolic issue. Typically, it's digestion. So I've read some experts say that it's um, pancreatic related. I look at it more in the the whole the, the whole pie. So if I've already noted things on the tongue and in the pulse and, and, and questioning that there's something going on and I see spots, then it just it's a, more of a confirmation. I've read a lot of people that I mean I've met a lot of people in India and even myself included. I get most of my information from the tongue and the pulse. I've never really met or know of nail readers. It's usually in addition to. So, but lines, dots, beaking, where they curl over or up, um, those formations all have to do with metabolic function. So sometimes it's the duodenum, sometimes it's small intestines. Probably lean more towards there than large intestines. Uh, Is there anything I can add into my ginger tea? Yes, look up CCF, cumin, coriander, and fennel. Very good to add to ginger tea. CCF tea is a traditional tea that, that we use in, with, in Ayurvedic practices. And you can definitely add cumin, coriander, coriander, and fennel. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I got it right. Uh, 
I want to get started on my Ayurveda health journey. Is there a book I can recommend? No, but you know what? You can start with a holistic health practitioner at Ohm Wellness Institute because there's an intro to Ayurveda. That's the best recommendation I can make. Other than that, there's, I don't know, thousands. Pick one out and read it. They're all pretty close. Some of them are a little bit wonky in some areas, and some are very specific. There's a few charlatans out there that claim that they can do a lot of things that aren't real. Uh, but in general, Ayurveda is going to be very succinct and very repeatable. Uh, oh, this is a good one. How long, how long should I meditate? I just, this is just kind of a funny thing I like to repeat. They, the old saying is in the Zen circles is that you should meditate every day for 20 minutes, and if you don't have time, meditate for an hour. So, heck, even five minutes. Osho, you guys that know me, you know I follow Osho. I read a lot of his stuff. And he talks about every day if you just get one more second, one more second. That's 365 uh, seconds in a year that you'll pick up in your meditation. And that's what? Six times, that's six and a half minutes? Seven minutes? Six. Six minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's six minutes. So just by increasing one second a day, you'll be at six minutes of solid meditation, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. So people say, well, I meditate for an hour. I kind of, there's, there's master meditators out there. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're very good at it. But even the solid six minutes is nice. Very, very quiet. Uh, one last thing here. I have congestion from allergies. What is a good natural remedy to use? What I went over with the cleanse is one of the best things you can do if you suffer from seasonal allergies. I usually say that if people have pollen issues and spring allergy issues, let's start digging in around January or February. It's not too late, though. You can do the, the cleanse that I designed here or another cleanse and then add in something like um, dandy, uh, dandelion root tea and with, into your ginger tea, uh, things like that. But the, the way, at least the way I, I, I can't even say if this is Ayurveda, but through my training and experience, I look at all allergies as a precursor to an autoimmune disorder, meaning if the body's having difficulty with a natural substance to the point where it causes those types of histamine releases, then that means the body's not quite identifying it correctly or it has the inability to deal with it. So eventually it's going to get deeper. It's going to go deeper into the tissues. And what, what happens there is it becomes chronic and then it gets stuck. So I tell people, don't live with your allergies. You've got to go through a season or two of hell. Push yourself through it. Do it with the proper advice. I'm not talking go and, and like risk your life or anything like that. I'm saying if you have uh, seasonal allergies and you want to get serious, then let me know. I can help you with it. Successfully treated and helped people with that uh, many times. And anything come up on the screen, guys? Okay. Well, I know we were early today due to boredom, so hopefully you enjoyed it. And don't forget, cleanse. When I have the new book, will be out by the end of the month. How to become a real holistic health practitioner. And if you want want me to go over anything, just write to Meg or give us a call, and I'll be more than happy to go over it. But hope to see you guys soon. And take care of yourself. This is Dr. David. Dr. Natural Medicine at Blue Lotus Healing Center and Dr. Truth on Blog Talk Radio. See you soon.